Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. So the Zoom call is popping. Uh, we're going to do Q&A. If they have questions for me about this specifically, I will answer any question anybody has. And then uh, and then we'll shift gears into whatever topic. So my question was, are you going to do something with another artist out there that you like that you know needs that type of leverage, like just like John Keith did? Or are you just going to stay on you know the YouTubes and stuff like that and build systems to help us from there? So that's a great question. The funny thing is I just had a conversation with John from uh, the What Do You Mean channel, YouTube channel, who's going to be, we're doing an interview Tuesday. And he had this whole like elaborate idea of like almost like a, like a YouTube talent search, which, which I thought was like kind of dope. Right. And so basically we were, we were just, we were just kind of fleshing out. So what I was thinking about doing is now that I'm getting my bread up, like, and YouTube is popping and it's doing really well and everything is doing really well. I was thinking about putting together like taking the agreement and putting all the details up front so people know exactly what they're getting into, exactly what the splits are, exactly how everything works. My ideal situation is to have a label that can invest monthly into artists, specifically their marketing. I feel like if I put a, if I put independent artists on like a salary, they would get lazy. But if you know, hey, every month, you know, uh, I got $700 in AdSense from Ruslan and we're always promoting my stuff and then you don't ever have to recoup that. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and I, I would love to have like a dream situation like that. So to answer your question, yes, but only when I feel like the bag is so big and I have so much value to add that I can go into working with an artist and literally not blink at losing $25,000. And and knowing that the catalog we build on the back end with music bed, with streaming, with having a, a, a subscriber base of, let's just say, say I have 150,000, 200,000, 400,000 people that care and watch regularly, um, that is, I think, powerful and can give a lot of uh, shine. And then the community in here is already super dope. Like there's folks in here that like, if I could either catch a vibe with them creatively or if I could catch, uh, if I catch a vibe with them creatively or if I feel like I had enough value to add to them, like I would work with probably half a dozen artists in this community alone. So at the end, I have a one year rule of like, I like to get to know somebody for a year, which kind of makes it kind of tricky as well. So, cause I would suck to do like a whole talent search and then you meet the person and they're just kind of like a cruddy person. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, so I'm, pr I'm processing it, but I think the biggest thing right now is influence with an audience. I feel like the, um, Best music you've never heard. We flipped Fan Love Friday to best music you've never heard. Those streams have been consistently getting over 100 people throughout the whole stream. There's discovery happening there, which has been great. If I can get those streams up and, and there's like an actual audience and like we're in the middle of a stream like this, the numbers are crazy, the revenue is crazy. And then we say, yo, here go a brand new single from boom. And we drop a little 40 second pre. Like I, that's what I'm thinking because I feel and the resources to put money behind Facebook and Instagram ads and somebody that's going to work the systems I want them to work, specifically someone that's going to do uh, TikTok content. Like I don't want to work with anybody that's going to be lazy and not make put music on TikTok. You know what I'm saying? So yes, however, I'm not in a hurry. I'm not in a rush. I have so much momentum with YouTube and I got some financial goals I'm trying to hit. So yes, at some point, I don't know when, if I'm honest with you, but yes, at some point, I would, I would love to. Um, I would love to. So let me go to... Uh, let me go to Damien real quick. All right, boss. What's up, boss? You How you are, doing? You're live. Go for it. 
So uh, the question I have, I know you always talk about um, if you would ever do a record label deal, you say do a partnership because it's like the best thing. But I want to know what I asked you this, but how do you personally feel that he did a distribution deal instead of like a partnership? Like how do you feel about particularly that? Because I know you kind of preach about doing just partnerships and yeah, if you would I, ever do the or not sign. Yeah, to me, a partnership is where the splits are even, right? So 50-50 mm. is a partnership. A distribution deal, the split is more in your favor, but you have less support. You have less resources. Mm. You don't have a budget. You got to use your own money, right? A licensing right. deal is you have no support. It's literally just upload. You know what I'm saying? Right. So there's there's degrees to it. So someone like say, um, uh, Russ had a partnership with Columbia, right? That's a great mm. partnership. There was some advances involved, some money involved, but they took Rush from being Russ from being an independent artist to being a pop artist, right? For in two albums, right. that was a, gr- a great look for him. But the difference was he had the infrastructure. Uh, that's a great situation. That's a partnership, though. Like, Lecrae had a similar situation with Columbia. I think Le- Russ had a 50-50. I think Lecrae had a 60-40 or even a 70-30. So Lecrae had, like, a killer situation with Columbia, and it did elevate his profile. That makes sense for someone like that. But if you're an artist and you're starting out and you have a couple hundred followers and someone could help get you to 20,000 followers, uh, and they and it's, a, and it's a partnership, that makes sense. It, it's all in your uh, leverage. Like John said, I want to build right. leverage. Why is that important? Well, because if John is sitting at, uh, he's sitting at 20,000 followers. If John is sitting at 250,000 followers with a million monthly listeners, guess what? He gets a totally different situation with a Columbia or with a whoever. Uh, and now you're talking about real. F- so it's all in building the leverage up. You know what I'm saying? It's all in building right. the leverage. Get your leverage as big as possible. If you do that, then you can walk into any building and say, this is what I want. And if you can't, you don't need to anyway, because your Spotify is generating six figures a month for you or shoot five figures a month for you, you know, multiple five figures a month for you. Imagine if you were, if if most independent artists just knew that they can get to a place of generating multiple five figures a month independently, why sign with a label unless you just are thirsty and want to be famous? Because what are we talking about? We're talking about building revenue streams and building wealth and building wealth. right uh, uh, opportunity. Or are we talking about being famous? I think you got to you got to count the cost on that. You know, so it's right. a good question. Let me go to bats, 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 bats. Where? Oh, yeah. There we go. Um, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I didn't go to you. I went. My bad. Hold up. Replace. There you go. Yo, you live. All right. What's up, bro? Oh yeah, and you was just speaking about TikTok, man. It's booming right now, bro. I feel like people like actually putting their music and stuff on there and like testing things out is really working. But um, my question is, um, um, so how do you feel about like a? I don't want to keep feel like I'm saying the same thing as everybody else, but for instance, um, John Keith was inside your collective, and sometimes I mean in your in your label, mm-hmm. and sometimes you felt like your name overshadowed him, mm-hmm. or sometimes he can feel like he can be taken. I don't know how you could feel, but someone could take shine away from you. So mm-hmm. what did you learn from having doing this partnership with John Keith or and Paul Russell like affecting you? That's the thing is you need enough autonomy as a person so mm-hmm. that you can you can be your own person and you don't ever feel like you're attached to somebody. So okay. if you if if you're standing next to somebody and that person is naturally more charismatic or a better rapper or whatever, then people might be there just for them. And mm-hmm. then almost like almost like disrespect the other people in the collective, not understanding that 
any collective takes people to function like, right? Like Wu-Tang is amazing because Wu-Tang is amazing, not because Method Man is the best rapper, right? Arguably, yeah. right? No, Wu-Tang is amazing because of RZA, who's not the best rapper, but RZA's the mastermind behind Wu-Tang. And so you could mm -hmm. just create a ton. And by the way, Wu-Tang is a great story if you actually want to look at what you're describing. Like Wu-Tang is the perfect story for what we're talking about, where you got people who are all equally talented uh, in different ways, but sometimes the Method Man gets the most shine, but RZA owns everything, and then everybody feels a way because this person is doing all the business and all the beats, and they get more, so they get more of a, right? You see how confusing that can get? But RZA yeah. might feel a way because he might be like, yo, like, I'm really the one driving this whole thing, which I mean, so-and-so is the best rapper because he's the most charismatic, right? So it could just get really convoluted, so that's why I feel like it... it Everybody should have their own space and realm to exist and do well. And I advise against groups, 100%. Against groups, yeah, against yeah. bands. Uh, collectives, you got to be very careful. And I don't recommend doing collective albums because that's what happened to me. I was doing well, but I kept jumping from collective to collective. And it, didn't, it, it, it was like... Yo, yeah, he all right, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, I was the one driving the majority of what was happening with these collectives. Like the the elevation was, yes, because of the music, but also because of the, the, the moves behind the scenes that were happening, which were primarily happening because of me. You can cr cr quickly create resentment that way and quickly create mm -hmm. ego. So I advise against it, like straight up, unless you could have a situation where, yo, we both know what the arrangement is. We both know what this is. One person stands to benefit in this way. The other person stands to benefit in this way. Everybody wins. It's a win-win-win. You have to find that, and there has to be clear expectations. Um, and that's hard when one person thinks, well, it's the art that makes everything tick. And the other person's like, yeah. nah, there's a lot of amazing art out there that don't tick. It's actually all it of this that makes everything tick, right? But now we're getting in a place where if we're if we're looking at TikTok, I mean, you could literally get stuff to tick without necessarily a bunch of people involved doing marketing and business. Mm -hmm. If you're a Nick D and you got a Cakes to hold the camera, and Cakes does way more to hold, than hold the camera, uh, you could pop off on TikTok and not need anybody but somebody to make your beats and edit your videos, right? What else? Yeah. What else is there? Like what? Running Facebook ads? We can figure out how to run Facebook ads. Then what happens is at the moment you elevate, then the right players come around, meaning that. When Nick D is sitting at a million Instagram followers and COVID slows down, then the booking agent will come around and say, okay, yeah. now we're going to take this to another level. We're going to go do a tour, right? So you see what I'm saying? Like you got to, you got to like, it got to scale, like it got to scale and you don't need a bunch of people involved initially um, unless, unless you want them to be involved, right? Unless you want them to be involved or you're in a season yo, I really want to focus on this and this person can take some of the weight off and they have a level of expertise and they got some resources and I'm willing to give up X amount in order to get X amount, right? Mm -hmm. Again, win, 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 win. That's what we always got to look for. As, as just good people, as Christians, I think we always got to look for the win, win. No situation should one person win and the other person lose. Like that's just not... That's not that's not kingdom capitalism. That's not how we do business. That's not none of that, right? Like everybody should win in, a, in an exchange. So... Um, did I answer your question, Bats? Yeah, yeah, it really did okay. because, like, sometimes I'll have, like, I'll wonder how it would feel because I feel like you, John, and Paul had, like, like kind of different, like, styles of rap. Mm -hmm. And some people don't usually think, like, how we do. So they'd be like, oh, because I like this style of rap. This this person is better. They're caring. They're the reason that this person is big. So I just wanted to see how you viewed it from, 
like your situation? Here, here's the breakdown from a psychology standpoint, and this is why groups are dangerous. If like, like, let's just say bats, conscience, and who else is in here? Bats, conscience, and uh, who else is in here? Uh, and and we're gonna give a real uh, wide spectrum. Bats, conscience, and Pastor Roy do an album, right? And the beats are slapping, right? Yeah. And there's enough of y'all in the group where. It's going to be a good album because y'all can write hooks. Everybody can rap. What's going to happen is from a psychological standpoint, that record is going to do well. Why is it going to do well? Well, because one, there's less uh, voice fatigue. If I don't like Conscience's voice, I'll, like, I'll probably like Bats's voice. If I don't like Bats's voice, Pastor Roy has a different voice. So from a psychological standpoint, you're not as tired hearing the same voice for two minutes because it's three yeah. voices. So stuff is changing. It's, whoa, this is changing, right? And then also then from a, from a color and a texture standpoint, there's different colors and different textures involved. So it makes it that much more unique in the marketplace. You, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. from, a, from a completely psychological standpoint, that's why groups work. They work because there's a lot happening. There's a lot of uh, audible stimulation. There's a lot of visual stimulation. Why they don't work it's because seldom do people stick around and remain in the same place they were when they first joined the group. And that's why, I mean, it, and it's never really been done well, if you think about it. Like, Wu-Tang is, like, the closest example. And if you watch the Hulu series, that's a big, fat mess, right? Uh, mm -hmm. ASAP Mob fell apart. Uh, Odd Future fell apart. Dipset fell apart. Like, we can literally, like, who can we name that hasn't completely fallen apart as a group in hip-hop or a band or any? It's almost impossible. So what I recommend is, yo... Have your homies and collectives, but just keep your main names on everything, right? So mm -hmm. if you, Pastor Roy, and Conscience do a record together, dope! But it should be Bats and Conscience and Pastor Roy Dockery. That makes sense. Everybody get those monthly listeners. Everybody wins. Everybody's personal brand is attached to it. And you guys don't get eclipsed by this new big band brand called whatever y'all call it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that um, makes sense. Sense. Yeah, so hopefully that's helpful. Let me go to uh, let me go to conscience, bro. Yeah, man, that's a really good question. That's a really good, and I think there's a lot there, like in terms of the the psychology conversation. Conscience, you are live, boss. Um, and hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick. Bone definitely fell apart. Bone definitely fell apart. The roots fell apart. How many members have came in and out of the roots? I'm watching the chat. Uh, Beastie Boys is tough, man, because they you know they don't really put out a ton of music. Um, Griselda's only been together for a couple years. So let's see where Griselda's at in five, ten years. You know what I mean? Like I think I think that will be the that will be the question. Uh Brock, Brock, Brock Compton fell apart. Like every these things fell apart, guys. Like these, these things ain't they're not for forever. You know what I'm saying? And that's not again, that's not the poop on everybody. Like if you're in a group with like your brother or your cousin, like that's different. But just in a group of strangers, outcasts fell apart. Like, come on, man. How many examples I gotta give y'all to let you know that this is not a good idea? It's a be at a group. <laughs> Go ahead, Conscious. I didn't mean to cut you off, Foss. You're live. Can you hear me, brother? I can hear you. You sound great. Excellent. Okay. Um, good to see you, by the way. I haven't seen good you in a minute. Good to see you, man. Um, so I wanted to ask this question because I feel like your situation is so unique, and I'm hoping to get some perspective on it because typically, like, a label owner has almost nothing to do with the artist. Mm. Like, there's there's foot people in the situation that – kind of do the PR and, and the booking and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. And so strictly for a label owner, their reason for signing an artist is almost strictly financial. Mm. Um, and so I kind of had to write this out because it's a little multifaceted. Hopefully it's simple enough. But so when we talk about um, artists leaving labels, normally mm. what we hear is that 
it's typically a situation where the artist has grown and they're moving into a different situation that benefits them. Mm -hmm. You're unique in that you've had producer, show booking, rap contributions, and all kinds of other like input, and you're the label owner. Mm -hmm. And so my question is, how do you personally benefit from signing an artist? And based off of what you've been through, do you feel like you've leveled up from, this isn't just about John, mm -hmm. but based off what you've been through, do you feel like you've leveled up from most of your situations mutually? Ask the first part of the question again. So how do you personally benefit uh -huh. from signing an artist? Got it. Okay. No normally we think about like exposure and financially, sure, sure, sure. whatever. Is there any other insight there? And based off what you've been through, do you feel like these have been opportunities that you've leveled up from mutually? Yes. Great. Okay. Great question. So uh, the first part, how have I personally benefited in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways um, I've personally benefited uh, from, being around creative people is extremely valuable, right? And up until COVID, you guys got to remember, up until COVID and all these new apps, you didn't really get to experience like community through the through the through the web the way we do now, right? Where there's like, I mean, if you think about it, like Fan Love Friday is basically like a big open mic, right? Which is kind of wild to think about. Like we're literally having a virtual open mic, right? I was actually thinking about at some point when cats step up their camera equipment, how dope would it be to do a open, like a real open mic where you're doing a live audio and cats got their own mixers, right? Uh, but, but the community side, you definitely level up from being around people creative, different, cr differently creative, as creative, more creative, better rappers, right? So hundred percent have benefited in that way. Um, being around a John, definitely helps me both Johns, right? Definitely helps me both. definitely inspires me, uh, helps me from uh, them pointing out blind spots, whether personally or creatively, right? Sometimes you don't really see where you're, you're suffering in or, or struggling in as an artist. So there's, there's that, like the, the community side, obviously huge benefit. Um, the, the financial side, yeah. If a record is done well and it pops, absolutely do you benefit, right? Because now that's that's a piece of that master that's being owned. And if I produced and wrote on it, that's a piece of the publishing that's being owned. So 100%. So if I have a system where not only am I able to get, get help, not only am I able to help people get streams and get on playlists and get their Spotify numbers up and their social media, but I got a whole nother world that if we own that publishing, the music bed checks is nice. You know what I'm saying? The music checks can, can take an artist like, Paul Russell from making zero to making four figures a month. You know what I'm saying? Within a year of rapping, like, like where else does that happen? So there's also that side of it. And guess what? I get, I get a chunk of that with him. Right. So we both level up. Um, so, so there's that side of it. There's, there's the relational side, the community side, the financial side. Yes. hundred percent. Um, has every situation done that? No, definitely not. If, if when I started early, definitely not. There was a lot of artists that you guys have never heard about that I tried to help. Right. And one of them is Mikel Anthony, who's a chef right now. And where's that's still one of my like childhood friends. And I put out a whole album for Mikel Anthony and it was just like a complete dud. I was in a group called Thoughts Aloud. Like nothing. It did nothing. Like if anything, it distracted from me. So when it's helped, the other side of that is it's also uh, there's also an opportunity cost there. Right. So, yes, it's helped. But but I've also started my YouTube page three or four years too late, in my opinion. Right. And got, granted, God's sovereignty. This thing is going great right now. I'm making more money than I ever have. Praise God for all that. But I've definitely taken L's from a personal momentum standpoint. And then there are other situations that like 
I just like I thought Jet was gonna be huge. Like I thought Jet Jet Trouble, who's I'm still friends with, is not to speak ill of Jet, but I thought Jet was Jet was gonna be incredible. Uh, me and Jet are still homies. We still talk. I, I still think he's gonna be huge. I just with him specifically, it, I didn't it didn't happen in my timeline. I wanted it to happen sooner. I couldn't get the music on Music Bed. Music Bed rejected it. It, it costed more to make it than I would have liked to spend. It, it was a lot of stuff. He came out of pocket for some of that. So that just didn't work. It didn't really benefit me at all. Like, we, it took forever to recoup off of it, to pay myself back. You, you know what I mean? And so um, there are definitely situations that I have not benefited from. But if I'm looking at the overall track record, I definitely feel like uh, I've, 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 I've dunked it more than I've shot air balls. You know what I'm saying? If we're looking at the consistency of like my ability for, for talent, to spot talent, you're talking about um, Gibbs, who's an amazing, incredible artist, who I believe is going to go on to do great and bigger things. You're talking about Belief in Fatherhood, who's already gone on to do great and bigger things, right? I saw that fairly early with him. And now, you know, he's pivoted and he's doing amazing things. You're talking about John Keith. You're talking about Paul Russell, um, Dream Junkies. The, I mean, I'm, what is that? I'm four for five. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel pretty good about that. Like, I feel pretty good about that. So, but at what cost to me personally, the headache of some of that, the opportunity cost of not doing my own YouTube page. Like I've could have literally done this exact format two years ago and I didn't because I, my head wasn't in a space because of all of the, the relational stuff. You know what I mean? And so does that answer your question? Is that a good answer? Yeah. Do you, if I could push more, push, push. Um, do you feel like maybe you've like, I know you said this is like a down the road thing, but like in your mind, just very generally speaking, do you feel like you would kind of trim the fat, so to speak, in terms of how detailed your process was before in the exchange of, you know, you to the artist, like moving forward, if you do joint ventures and things like that, do you feel like you'd make a much more efficient process that kind of makes it so that you're not just completely outstretched into that venture and can mm. still function to progress. Cause you know, it's, I don't question. think a lot of people realize like as a kind of pioneer in the space, mm -hmm. you're an artist at the end of the day, you're more Ruslan, the artist than Ruslan, the CEO True. in terms of how you move in, in your art journey. And so like yes. that, that's so unique because at the end of the day, you're the same guy as these guys leaving you just have other things going on and other responsibilities. Such a good and so question. I like to see that perspective, like, yes, you know, yes. how, how can you function and do those great joint ventures, 100%. but then still grow the business type if, of thing? If, if I had the means and the, and the clout, I don't think I have either yet, but if I had the means and the clout to say, uh, partner with a self-sustainable machine like bats or like I am rescued, right? Meaning that the, uh, the, the, the production is owned. They can create their own content, right? Bats can create more visuals. Iron Rescued does a great job with just him and Mofo. And I could partner with someone like that. And I literally could just be hands off and leverage my audience and, and then say, hey, we're going to budget 500 bucks a month or a thousand bucks a month just for advertising and AdSense and all that kind of stuff. So you got money and you have my audience and I'll push everything I can. Um, yeah, for sure. That would be, inc that would be incredible. You know what I'm saying? That would be incredible. And, and I would like to do that at some point, but, but the production has to be in house. The, the, the content has to be in house. I don't want to, I don't want to have to worry about finding somebody. I either got to be all the way in and produce it and be hands on, or I got to be completely checked out. I can't be one foot in one foot out. Meaning I can't sit, I can't sit and worry about the production. 
and worry about the videos and worry about this and then also not like I have to be like okay I am producing this executive producing this driving this or I believe so much in this person and I believe that if I just add revenue and influence that that person can be self-sustained it'd have to be one of those two extremes I don't think I could find a very good middle ground would you sign a producer Mm. no no because I want to sign somebody that's going to be a YouTube star as well you see that what I'm can't saying? happen. I guess it could. Most oh, definition of producer, right? A producer who's a producer artist who's building their own audience. Who's you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, that would be fun. I don't know what I would offer to that person because then you get weird into like um, signing influencers. Like that's really the, the the slippery slope that we would go down if it was a producer. Then not something like Jake Paul, Logan Paul. Like Ruslan has forty thousand subscribers. He's putting people on and helping them build. That's just that's weird to me. I don't know. Something about that just feels off. I feel like we're kind of getting pushed into that though with the space we're in now where a lot of us artists are kind of being pushed into entrepreneurs or just multifaceted business owners Hmm. in the space. And we can't just focus on being artists as much anymore. And I think that's kind of the dilemma I'm thinking through is like, do at what, how dynamic, and I'm not saying this to you, like my question aloud is like, how dynamic do you have to be in the space to, for, for these type of situations to make sense? Like, because one of my questions in my mind is like, well, would it benefit you to, to do a joint venture with somebody who's exactly like you, who's self-sustaining, multifaceted, has a bunch of stuff going on and can benefit in that way? Or would it actually benefit you to sign somebody who's completely just an artist? Mm. And and we don't really have as much just guys who are solely artists mm. who are established in a way that would be profitable for you as well. So it's like, it's an interesting question. It's tough because... I'm down to do both, by the way. Like, me and Nick D are going to do an album together at some point. It's done. Like, the, there's a record, there's video shot or a video shot, right? So, that's uh, we're both self-sustainable. We both have our own systems. We're both bosses and we're both homies and that makes sense. So, the the question, it's a, it's a great question. And here's, here's the flip side of all of that is also headache. How much headache do I want to deal with, right? Um, what's By the way, what's in my best interest is to strictly do Ruslan and Ruslan alone. That's actually what's in my best interest because I don't have to deal with personalities. I don't have to deal with drama. I don't have to deal with artists being artists. That's it. That's what's in my best. But that's not kingdom to me. I know, and I know that's like, that I'm not trying to make it spiritual, but I literally feel I have a moral obligation to help as many people as I can. And at, certain, at a certain point of that, I got to have some bread behind it. I got to have some more skin in the game behind it. And I could do a bunch behind the scenes and helping. And, and we have these like glimpses of like, Wow, like I wish I could do, uh, not do that because I don't want to wear that, but I wish I could help uh, as many people uh, as I have helped with Bart get to Bart's level, like with Coffee Black. Like, and I'm not saying I was super hands on with that, but I was, I, I helped, I was behind the scenes, and you let Bart tell it, right? I wish I could do that for a hundred entrepreneurs. If I could have a hundred entrepreneurs become six figures entrepreneurs, like that would be incredible. But at some point you got to have more skin in the game and you got to have more investment in the game. Right. And I do feel like it's a moral obligation for Christians to put other Christians on period point blank. If you get popping and it's just about you getting popping, I just think that's extremely shallow. If you become a YouTube star and no one comes after you, you didn't win. That's not a dub for me. If you get, if you become a super dope rapper and there's not rappers, you've helped both financially that you've benefited, been benefited from and that you've just done it because it's the right thing to do that's just not cool to me right and so that's and that's not a swipe at anybody that's just the way i function 
almost to a fault. And if you ask my closest friends, if you ask the beliefs, if you ask these people in my life, the Nick D's, they will tell you, Ruslan gives too much. You give too much away. Stop giving so much away. You, you're not, you can't tell everybody everything and try to save the whole world. You can't do that. You need to figure out a way to systemize it. And that's what this whole Patreon thing is. Give this video a thumbs up. Please um, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And uh, thank you for 40,000 subscribers. We didn't even like celebrate. 40,000 subscribers. This is incredible. Um, I'm, I'm super grateful for you guys. If you guys have any questions for me, you could always hit me uh, on, on, the, uh, on the gram. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. I got a study I want to do on the end times, the mark of the beast, the vaccines. I got a fun study plan for all that. So we're going to do that tomorrow. So you should turn your notifications on. All right.